0: My name is Keith Beaver, and sometimes I think about how perfect, like, ev- almost like almost every song from Sade is perfect. Mm-hmm. What's going on, wine lovers? Welcome to Vine Pair's Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tastings Director of Vine Pair, and I know you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. i you doing well? Good. So let's wrap this whole thing up. We did organic, we did biodynamic, but what is sustainability in wine? Like, what does that even mean? Is it part of the whole thing? Is it separate? Well, let's get into it. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Fry Brothers, a certified California sustainable wine growing ranch in Sonoma County. To earn this certification, Fry Brothers must meet 144 vineyard and 105 winery best practices and to be nice to the neighbors and the employees, all while growing high-quality grapes and making premium wine. Talk about overachievers, am I right? To try Fry Brothers and other wines we talk about, follow the link in the episode description to barrelroom.com. All right, so we got down with organics. Then we got nice with biodynamics. And now I hope you guys have an, a good... Well-rounded understanding of these two agricultural ideas, and now that we have that under our belts and we got we have a good sense of this stuff, we need to talk about the word sustainability, because the word sustainability has been banding about, banded, bandied, 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 uh, whatever. It's been <laughs> it's been being used a lot since we've had the green movement come to the United States. It's a big marketing thing that we have going on right now. And the thing about the word sustainability is that it's evolving again as we are in this movement. So right now, at this moment in history, in our history of wine in the United States or in in the world, the wine industry has finally, or I guess not finally, but it has now wrapped its head around the general idea of sustainability and now understands it like we do organics and biodynamics. Those are movements that started in Europe, came over to the United States. We had to embrace them, understand them, get them into the public mind, and then we finally said, oh, this is very cool. Sustainability is part of that. And the thing about sustainability in wine is that with the organic certification thing going on and the Demeter certification going on for biodynamics – the word sustainable or sustainability can kind of get lost and mixed into the whole thing. But the thing about sustainability in wine is it's beyond the organic. It goes beyond the biodynamic. It goes beyond the actual agriculture of a wine establishment, establishment a business. And today, just like there is certification in organics and biodynamics under the IFOAM guidelines compliant with the ISO 17065 we talked about in the organics episode. You definitely want to go back and listen to that if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there are now sustainable or sustainability certifications within that compliant realm. Okay, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> but let's talk about what is sustainability in wine. What does it even mean? Well, the United Nations actually has a sustainability definition that they like to use. And it is, and I quote, The principle that we must meet the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Well, that wraps it up real nice, doesn't it? Or does it? Basically, what it's saying is like, let's make everything nice so that future generations can thrive. That's basically what it means. So when you want to apply this idea of, you know, sustainability to wine, it has to go beyond just the agriculture, And that's really what sustainability in wine is. It is a further list of actions that one can take after agriculture and including some agriculture to continue the stability of the vineyards, the winery and the community that surrounds it and the labor force within it. It's sort of like, when we talk about organic agriculture or biodynamic, that conversion we talk about, how it takes like three years, I think it's four or more for biodynamics, this is a conversion for actual business. Whereas, let's say in a winery or a vineyard, they were using NPK for many years and they had a—they—they they did the three-year conversion and now their vineyard is this living organism. They now look at everything around this product and say, well, if we're going to be organic or biodynamic, in quote-unquote uh, sustainable in our agriculture, we should probably start looking at everything else that we do to make sure that maybe our carbon footprint isn't too intense and that what well, we may actually help the environment a little more because wine is agriculture. Climate change is affecting wine absolutely, but there are other things as well. The equipment that's used in the winery, the winery itself – the wine cellar. Packaging. What do you use to pack your wine? What kind of shipping uh, materials do you use? Do you use bottled glass? Do you use Tetra packs for your wine? What kind of vehicles are you using? What kind of carbon footprint is that actually putting onto the earth? And in, in addition to all that, your labor force. Are they being treated well? Do they have benefits? Are, they, are, are you helping to improve the quality of life of your employees? All this stuff starts to add up And so, if you've done the work and spent the money to convert your agriculture to organic and biodynamic, you have a sustainable idea in your head. It's now time to convert your business into a sustainable business that actually contributes to what you've done in the vineyard for the agriculture. And speaking of agriculture, that's usually the first step to becoming a sustainable winery or vineyard or state is that you convert your agriculture to organic or biodynamic. Then you get to do all the other stuff because it's all kind of connected, right? So if you're in the winery, there is also always around the earth, especially in places like California, there are problems with water supply and there are new ways of actually recycling winery wastewater to be used for non potable, um, uh, processes 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 again which include uh irrigation and the cooling systems of the winery which is very cool but also cooling systems themselves in wineries are often major you know they use a lot of energy so it's just really crazy and cool i love this we're going back to agastan Harazathi's. Um, influence from our American Wine History uh, series, people are going back into hills. They are opting to drill holes into hills so they get that sort of somewhat more natural low temperature. If they have to do anything to add to that, it's much more minimal than it would be if you just build a facility and then cool it down with regular HVAC. But even in those facilities that have HVAC, um, they're actually opting for solar energy. So there's all these things you can do to add the the sustainability of your business that doesn't that 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 is friendly to the outside community beyond not using chemicals in your vineyards that actually run off into you know neighboring areas. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there are um, for for bottling glass bottle manufacturing is one of the largest energy producers. And the way that we've been combating this, and it's tough because there's a lot of glass out there and we love our bottle glass bottles of wine, um, but they're actually trying to lighten the bottles um, using different materials. There's more wines in Tetra packs these days, there's more box wine these days. All of these things will help with the sustainability out there after things leave the vineyard. And, of course, when it comes to the humans that are involved in this entire operation, health benefits, um, good pay, uh, the amount of breaks a human needs when working in agriculture, celebrating diversity, equality in hiring practices, just an absolute attention to detail on how humans work in the wine industry. And that changes from place to place depending on climate and conditions and all that. So alternative, alternative energy sources, recycling literally anything they can, and switching, well, not switching to, but, you know, trying low input vehicles are very tough as far as when, when it comes to distribution, but they're definitely trying every year. And as as electric and hybrids become more prevalent, then they, you know, if you're a sustainable um, establishment, you're definitely going to go towards that. And just like converting Uh, From conventional agriculture to organic or biodynamic, it takes time and it's not easy to do. The larger the company, the larger the producer, the harder it is and the longer it takes for that company or producer to convert as much as it can over to sustainable. But I can tell you, everywhere I go in the wine world, everywhere, every wine region I've been in the past 10, 15 years... Everybody is really focused on the sustainability aspect of all this, with you know going beyond the agriculture. Because just like the convenience of NPK, if you'll remember that quote from 1988, that uh, microbiology scientists said that the the soils of Bordeaux were as dry and lifeless as the Sahara desert sand. There, you know, the, the United States is has been using a certain kind of agriculture and a certain kind of business practice for quite some time. So to convert this stuff, you know, it's tough. So just like there is certifications for um, biodynamics and organics, there is now certifications for sustainability. And, of course, all of these um, certification bodies do need to be and are ISO 17065 compliant. But what's cool is sustainability is such a big global effort right now that even if a winery is whether they're in the in the in the midst of converting a large company to sustainability or has done or even a smaller winery or medium size it doesn't matter the size it, even if they have gone full sustainable with one of these certifications we'll talk about. There are other third-party things that can be done to increase or even further sustainability. For example, Gallo, who is a sponsor of this podcast, partnered with the MasterCard, the, the credit card company, MasterCard's Priceless Planet Coalition. And for every bottle of Gallo wine that's sold, a tree is planted. And Gallo is a big company, and that's a lot of trees. And as I said before... You know, a lot of these sustainability certifications are specific to certain areas because every region where wine is grown and where vines are grown and wine is made, there is a specific kind of sustainability that that area needs. For example, Low Input Viticulture and Enology, L-I-V-E, Live, is a certification body for Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. California, big state, has a bunch, of course. You have the General California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance that has certified California sustainable certifications. Sonoma County, big popular wine growing place, (laughs) region, has its own Sonoma County Sustainable Farm Grapes organization. And, of course, Napa has something called Napa Green, and you can have a Napa Green certification for a winery and a Napa Green certification for your vineyard. There's also a large certification body called SIP SIP sustainability in practice which is another certification process I process I see a, I saw a lot of winemakers in specifically Paso Robles but that area in the central coast there's a lot of SIP going on down there and the cool thing is New York state is now in the beginning stages of creating their own sustainable certification there's also the LEED certification, L E E D, Leadership in Energy, Environment, and Design. That's the kind of that helps wineries with their structures, like uh, insulating their businesses the right way, trying to do it, you know, with less impact, uh, less carbon footprint, carbon footprint impact. And then, of course, there is, I mean, of course, but there's also Salmon Safe, which is a water quality protection certification. So you see what's going on here, right? Now, every single one of these certifications, I don't want to go, you know, I'm not going to go into the list. You can actually, you can go into each of their websites and see what they actually use for their criteria to certify. Then you'll see that it's very, it's not very different, but there are there are sort of particulars that are particular to the areas. But you'll notice that all of this is beyond the agriculture. Of course, I could have listed within the certification, organic certification, USDA organic certification, I could also put Demeter in that because Demeter biodynamic certification and USDA organic certifications are part of a sustainable business or environment. So what it comes down to is sustainability is not only the way to improve what you've done to agriculture beyond the winery and the business, But it's also kind of an overarching word that helps us understand all of it underneath. So sustainability is organic or biodynamic agriculture. Sustainability is getting certified with some of these other organizations to make sure that you're going above and beyond. That's pretty much what sustainability means in wine. It makes sense that sustainable wineries are also organic or biodynamic. So for our purposes, when you're out there buying wine, if you see the Demeter stamp on the back of a label, you know it's certified. You see organic, you know it's certified. And you know what those mean because we talked about it in previous two episodes. If you see sustainable anything on there, you know that no matter what, or whatever criteria is needs to be met within the region that wine is made, it has met that criteria, criteria, and it is sustainably certified and ISO 17065 compliant. So what so what you're looking at is the winery is telling you on that bottle, we've done and we are doing anything and everything we can to eventually leave this pl- this place in a better place for future generations going back to that United Nations definition of sustainability so you can you're drinking a wine knowing that they are not only organic or biodynamic but they're trying to help just the earth in general including humans and before we wrap this up I just have to state this because it's just the facts of the facts and we have to put it all out there the the natural wine movement There is no IFOAM ISO 17065 compliant certification for natural wine. There is actually no definition for what natural wine is, no official definition. So just so you know, natural wine does not necessarily have to be biodynamic certified or organic certified or sustainably certified. Natural wine is its own thing. I am sure a lot of the winemakers that make natural wine are within the realm of these, but there is just no certification for it. There is a certification for organics, biodynamics, and sustainability. Also, just like certifications in organic and biodynamic, sustainability certifications are great and they're good for the planet, but just know that just because it's sustainable doesn't mean the wine is going to be awesome. It's up to the human to make the wine awesome and it's up to your palate to decide whether that wine is awesome or not no matter what kind of certification it has all right so i hope this really wraps it up for you guys gets this all clear so when you're out there and you're drinking wine you got it all guys you have all the information you need for some of the most popular terms in wine today (sighs) i'll see you next week Vine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout-out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for... Creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. Ian J. Gallo is proud to sponsor Vine Pair's Wine 101 from the beginning. Ernest and Julio Gallo knew the importance of protecting the environment. That was in 1933, way before the word sustainability was even invented. Today, Gallo upholds the highest sustainability standards to protect our planet and the future. To read more about Gallo's legacy of sustainability, visit the Responsibility section on gallo.com.